0: This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Alright, now, this, of course, is the big story tonight, and it is about a financial upheaval that has gripped Switzerland. Switzerland, remember, is the capital of the banking world, but this is a title that it may lose soon, courtesy Credit Suisse. This is the second largest bank of Switzerland, once the pride of the Swiss banking industry, but now it's a national embarrassment for the Swiss people. And here's why we say this On Wednesday, the shares of the bank tumbled by as much as 25 percent, they fell to a record low of 1.56 Swiss francs per share. This development is, of course, very distressing for every shareholder because not since the financial crisis of 2008 has a Swiss lender face this kind of turmoil. What explains this and why is Credit Suisse in this kind of a crisis? And also what does it mean for you, an investor, in your bank? What could be the consequences not just for Credit Suisse but also will there be a ripple effect? Now I ask these questions because this is an interconnected world and no ripple stops at just one point because banks As they say, have no barriers. This may or not may or may not become 2008, because the governments are at this time one expects a bit smarter. But if they are staving off today's crisis, the governments are also using other banks as a front in order to create an artificial barrier. A huge financial storm is at this moment raging, and no one can camouflage this. And this storm can hit you, and in the next few minutes, we'll tell you how. But first, let's try and understand as to what's happening. The crisis at Credit Suisse has been in the making for quite some time now. This is not something that has happened overnight, and this is not something that Credit Suisse can blame on what is happening in the United States of America. This is a crisis that's been brewing for the last several years. Credit Suisse has been caught in one controversy after another. So, let's give you a timeline of the events, and let's start with what the bank is presently facing. It is facing a criminal conviction for allegedly helping drug dealers launder money in Bulgaria. Now, secondly, this bank is also entangled in a corruption case in Mozambique. Now, thirdly, there is a spying scandal that involves a former employee and an executive. Fourthly, Credit Suisse is also involved in a massive leak of client data to the media. Fifthly, the bank's association with the disgraced financier Lex Greensill and also with the now-failed New York-based investment firm Archegos Capital. These five factors have played a massive role in leading Credit Suisse into the current mess that it finds itself in. These incidents have clearly portrayed the bank as an institution that hasn't had a grip on its affairs. This, over the course of the last two years, has triggered huge client outflows in late 2022 because remember from 2021 onwards the value of this bank has fallen by a staggering 85 percent and people have been making a bank run to try and get their money out the bank is of course trying to woo its customers bank but a development last week has sent its efforts down the drain no prizes for guessing as to what we are talking about we're talking about the collapse of the three american banks last week the silicon valley bank the Silvergate Bank and also the Sign- Signature Bank. Now, in a matter of seven days, these three important and pretty big banks in America shut down. The first two ran out of customers, and the third ran out of money. Their fall has quite obviously spooked the global investors, and they have begun ditching any bank that smells of risk and have now started withdrawing their money in piles, which is what has led to the collapse of the banking stocks globally. Now Credit Suisse happens to be one of those banks with poor, shaky foundations and regulatory record that has been badly hit by the ripples that originated in the United States, resulting in a crisis that is now being talked about as the crisis of the 4S. On the 15th of March, its largest shareholder, the Saudi National Bank, has ruled out further investment, meaning that it has refused to provide any more cash to Credit Suisse. The bank's chairman has said that it had already done enough and now it's unlikely to pitch in more support for Credit Suisse. For the unversed, in October last year, the Saudi National Bank had invested a staggering $1.5 billion in Credit Suisse. This investment amounted to a stake of nearly about 9.9%. In return, the Saudis asked Credit Suisse to deliver a swift overhaul to live up to its reputation of being a hundred and sixty-year-old institution that had the people's trust but credit Suisse simply could not keep up to its promise it simply could not manage its internal affairs and this is what has led to, this, to its fall from grace so now you know what has happened you also know as to how it has happened and you also know as to why it has happened But the question that should worry you is as to what happens next Will this now result in a global banking crisis? Could other banks now be next in line to fall? If yes, what could be done done to turn the situation around? So let's take each of these propositions one at a time. The first question, should you be worried? Yes, you should be. Because you see, immediately after the shares of the credit Suisse tumbled, stocks in many European and American banks have also plunged as customers have started to pull their money out and it's obvious that is what they'll do the numbers will tell you the story first republic bank has sunk by seven point seven percent huntington bank shares have gone down by five point seven percent jp morgan is down by about five and a half percent if we speak about the markets dow jones industrial average has fallen by about one point five percent and nasdaq has also fallen by about one point two percent standard and pause is down as well but if you look at the banking specific stocks then the fall is much sharper The reason for these faults is obvious. It is the fear of the crisis spilling over and engulfing many of these big banks. So how do we perceive this? Will this panic die down or will it snowball into something much bigger? At this moment, no one anywhere in the world, not even the top bankers, know as to where this rot would actually lead us to. Because it is not clear as to how many of these big financial institutions around the world have an exposure to these assets that simply mean nothing. But let me take you back in time, and it 's not that long ago, it is 15 years ago. The year was 2008. a bank filed for bankruptcy. Its name was the Lehman Brothers. This was the fourth largest investment bank in America. It had 639 billion dollars in terms of assets and 613 billion dollars in terms of liabilities. And naturally, it just could not bridge the gap and it fell and the collapse had a domino effect of sorts it resulted in a financial meltdown that swept through the markets one by one and investors started ditching the risky banks this triggered what we now remember with a lot of pain in the past as the 2008 financial crisis so are we witnessing a rerun of the 2008 mess is this going to be another lehman brothers moment well the answer is both yes and no because in a matter of the last 10 days, four banks have hit rock bottom. Three have completely collapsed. The fourth one, the Swiss bank, is just about hanging on. It has got a new influx of $54 billion bailout by the central bank in Switzerland. But it's difficult to predict whether Credit Suisse can still turn things around for itself. The analysts are issuing some pretty grim warnings, realizing that the risks that the banks face are pretty severe. But that said, not every bank is in a bad shape. There are big giants that simply haven't been touched by this crisis. Now, there are institutions such as the Bank of America, JP Morgan and Citibank that seem to have fared way better in this crisis over the course of the last 10 days. In the aftermath of the 2008 crisis, they had introduced annual stress testing to check whether they can withstand severe economic shocks and they seem to have enough capital to ensure that they don't fall, even if customers start withdrawing their deposits. And till the time they remain standing at this moment, it looks like another financial crisis has happened in 2008. At this point of time, may not happen. But then, as they say, with money, never say never. All of this is still a possibility. Nothing is guaranteed. And as they say, it's only when the tide goes down that you actually learn as to who's been swimming naked. The crisis of the forest is a serious warning and it is again exposed that the reason why banks fail taking down the lifetime savings of millions of people with them is that the greed and criminality of a few lacks auditing and poor government regulation. That is at the heart of what leads to many of these banks to acquire assets that simply are not assets anymore.